This is the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where it's all about getting the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Brought to you by Itumar Shafir, founder and CEO of Umbrella, the technology platform and brand that is powering thousands of marketing agencies around the country. Find him at UmbrellaUS.com. Now, here's your host, Kevin Pruitt. Welcome to another great episode of the Marketing Umbrella Podcast. As always, this podcast was created to bring you the best and the brightest in the marketing space. And our guest today is the Director of Product Marketing at GetResponse, specializing in strategic product positioning and value-driven messaging. With a decade of experience in SaaS marketing, she's on a mission to empower marketers and business owners with the tools and insights they need to grow, engage, and convert their audience. She's all this, but so much more. Join me in welcoming my new friend to the podcast, Abby Heeman. Abby, thanks for joining us on the Marketing Umbrella. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Super happy to be here. So short bios are just that. They're short and they're bios. There's so much more there to unpack. So what did we leave out that you think our listeners might find interesting? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm, you know, joining you today from Gdansk, Poland, uh, but I'm originally from, you know, a tiny town in the state of Arkansas in the U.S. Uh, but I would definitely say this has given me such a unique opportunity and perspective and kind of, you know, international, both international and global marketing and also just, um, you know, different corporate experiences, what it's like working, you know, with, with an international group of folks uh, in an international country that, that you're not a native of as well. So I think, you know, it gives me a ton of perspective, I would say both on, you know, how to relate to and, and market to folks as well that, that, you know, aren't always in our one little bubble that we think about, uh, about where we live and, and who we're really marketing to. And I think it's a lot of what I hope we touch on today about some of the benefits and opportunities that digital marketing, you know, makes available for folks. And one of that really is that global reach. And so it's mm -hmm. been cool for as a sure. marketer and, and human to, to live that as well. Well, it's interesting to, to kind of look at your LinkedIn profile and see that, you know, you're a little bit of an anomaly because I can see you've had a long history at GetResponse, you know, so yeah. many people like, you know, hey, I'm here two years, I'm here 18 months, I'm here, you know, three years or whatever. So tell me about like the first day, how did you actually end up at GetResponse? Yeah, yeah, it's a great, it's a great question because really it came when I finished my master's degree in Arkansas. Uh, my husband and I really just wanted a different experience outside of our little Arkansan bubble mm -hmm. uh, and always imagined uh, leaving the country temporarily just to have a new experience abroad. And who knows what that meant? I was complete, completely naive and inexperienced, but it led us to advance Poland for a professional opportunity that my husband had. And I started as a recent graduate looking around and seeing, you know, what, what can I do? What can I do? What skills do I have as a recent graduate? There was a lot of fear. I think that a lot of folks have when you just graduate from college without a, a baked in career. Sure. Um, and I, uh, I found an opening, uh, in a customer facing role, uh, forget response, you know, nearly 10 years ago. And that's really how the kind of, you know, passion I would say started for digital marketing was kind of learning a tool, but then getting to know customers, getting to know people who mm. get value from that particular solution and how they're using it in their own lives. And I think it put a, such a personal approach to that. So I started on the ground answering telephones and really advising people on how to use this tool, how to find workarounds. And that's really kind of where the, where I think a lot of great product marketing can start is actually the two things you really need to know well are a product and your customers. And so that really is where, where the seed was planted. 
it's it's interesting because so many people like you know maybe have kind of evolved into the roles that they're in but i can look back at at even the roles you've had and see how each one of those has kind of built you to yeah. the place you are today and it's and it's really it's a it's a foundational you know growth it's not just like well i, I you know that job was open i kind of had the skills i could do it I mean, you really grew into the role itself, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. That's a great, great approach. And that's, that, that's why I would say, you know, it doesn't always have to be just two years here and then you mm-hmm. move on. I think if, if you can see a pathway forward and you've got really forward thinking and supportive leadership and, you know, management to help really guide you and cultivate your experience and growth, there, there's really no need as long as you're continuing to advance your your knowledge and your experience and your skills. And so that, that was the case for, for why I stayed so long at GetResponse uh, was really just because there was always a next step and always new things to learn, um, which was, you know, wonderful and much appreciated from my side. So as, as part of my research, I, I like to try to, you know, maybe see if our guests have been on other podcasts or there's other clips online or whatever. And I was watching one that you had done fairly recently, but the thing that really struck me was not necessarily the subject matter, but as much about how you actually talked so favorably about the tool and the company. So right. I, I mean, that, that's really, it's not like it's, it's unique. I mean, you know, a lot of us love the, the people <laughs> we work with and work for, but yours seemed a little like there's a little bit of, extra allegiance, you know, for lack of a better word to get response. So talk about that a little bit and talk about the company, like just assume we know nothing about get response. Give us the fifth grade, you know, primer version. Definitely. So I can, I can start really that, you know, get response is a really easy to use and affordable solution for folks that have something they want to market online, right? It's if you've got, you know, an audience online that you're looking to reach. And in particular, we recommend getting started with email marketing. You know, we can get into why we feel like email marketing is such a, such a foundational channel today and tomorrow, but really it's, the core benefit that I really can see over and over again is it's, it's easy to use. You don't have to have a big, you know, barrier to entry in terms of cost nor your experience with using a marketing tool to be able to just, you know, use this incredibly foundational channel to reach a group of folks that you want to communicate more about your offers. So GetResponse is really well known as being an email marketing provider. Right. And that's really where most folks get started. But then you need to keep your subscriber list fresh and keep keep engaging folks, keep capturing new email addresses that you can connect with and then explore other channels that you can use to continue engaging with those folks. And so that's really a huge benefit of, of GetResponse. And then the reason I'm, you know, a, a pretty loyal, uh, I would say, uh, advocate both for the company as an employer, but also as a solution for, for you know, our users is really because I am now so embedded and um, have has such a history to see the amount of care, concern, problem solving resources that are really being invested here to solve problems for our customers, which is really should be the basis for existence of really any organization or company. You're there to solve someone's problem. But I just you know, see the the level of care and dedication that's going into understanding the problems that folks are having and how our customers can use our technology to start solving those problems. And so really that makes me feel comfortable, makes it easy to sleep at night that I know, you know, there's a tool out there that's looking to make it easier for solopreneurs, people who are maybe, you know, have like a side business, a stay-at-home mom who is 
super busy with, with a bunch of kids, but also has a, you know, super interesting business on the side that she's using to generate additional income for her family and wants to market it. And that really helps me, you know, sleep better at night knowing I'm, you know, working for a company and a part of actually building something that, that will make that easier. And it's also not, you know, super expensive. Well, I want to, I want to dig a little deeper in that, in that, um, space, um, just, you know, the product market fit, you know, that you were talking about and, and really providing content that's valuable, you know, versus I'm just trying to schlep my, my goods here, you know, so you buy something, but right now I'd, I'd, I'd like to shift a little bit and let's, let's get a little more granular and talk about the thing that's on everybody's tongue right now. You know, the, the AI, you know, <laughs> addition yeah. to this space. Yeah. So unpack that a little bit, how that interfaces with, with get response sure. and how, what you see its impact on the marketing world today. Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. I mean, I think we are inundated with that from every single channel. Every other LinkedIn post is another guide on how to use, you know, some new generative AI tool, but, and, you know, and, and get responsive. We're, we're implementing and introducing natively some, you know, the open AI GPT technology into our email creation process only because in many talks with our customers and with our users, it takes a lot of time to write emails. Not everyone is a talented copywriter. It takes a lot of time to stare at a blank screen. Like, where do I even start? And that's really, really where we are seeing the power of embedding this generative AI into your workflow of creating new emails. Because we're also big proponents of, you know, let your human brain do what it does best. You know your audience best. You really should be the gatekeeper of what that generative AI chat, GPT, whatever it is, spits out, but you're the gatekeeper of what actually ends up being sent and received by your subscribers. But it helps with that getting started piece, that blank slate, you don't know what to put, and you really can be wasting a lot of time unnecessarily right. kind of going back and forth on a bunch of early ideas and drafts. You really can get started quickly and then fine tune it and tweak it. And that's where we're starting to see the first level baseline benefits for our own customers as they come to us, like, I don't have time. I have got a couple businesses running at the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to market. This is, you know, my side job after my full-time job. I don't have time to write 25 emails for my onboarding series of new right. customers from scratch. So it's really helping uh, our customers who have communicated, they have trouble having time to do it all. This really can cut down on a lot of that kind of content generation at the early stage. So, so play Nostradamus here for a second. I mean, do you see it growing in its, um, I guess, ability to be creative? And do you see it replacing copywriters? Do you put content generators? Do you see it being like, if if I was going to want to, if I was going to want to start in that space, am I am I scared to death that you know that AI is going to take my yeah. job? It's a good question. And a, a very, speaking of, you know, LinkedIn being everywhere, there's a very, you know, very popular quote that's probably, you know, no one knows the true source anymore, but, you know, you won't be replaced by AI, but you'll be replaced by somebody using AI, right? Wow. And so I think my recommendation, and, you know, we've got a, a super robust content team here at GetResponse that, you know, of course we are um, never looking to, to eliminate only because they can just be now so much even more productive and so much more efficient and creative with, you know, quote unquote, outsourcing some of the manual repetitive tasks that this AI tool can just do better, but they know our business the best. They know our customers the best. They can be spending this time on really strategic projects, new ideas, new, new initiatives, new big things to test. 
Um, and so I definitely don't see any, any world in which we're going to eliminate these, you know, what the human brains really can do and the unknowable things that I think some of these, for example, a language model can't really replicate, but most definitely it's the expectation for all of us to start exploring new technologies and how can it help us be more efficient and do our jobs right. better. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's never been, you know, rest on your laurels and digital marketing. Right. I mean, it's, it's always been like, you better, you better be cutting edge. You better keep yeah. up with whatever it's, it's coming down the pike, but yeah. this just seems like it's, it's like, ramped up the quantum speed you know the last it's even nice. 18 months or 24 yeah. months and you're looking you know kind of coming out of COVID you're thinking what do these people do they just sat around and thought of new ways to, <laughs> to do yeah. things because they didn't have it you know they were, they yeah. were locked in their their house you know but it is uh it is such an interesting space and how does that how do you see that kind of um impacting digital marketing as a whole or a digital marketing agency, I guess, maybe a better, a better, like if you want to get a little more granular. So what yeah. does that mean for agencies out there in your, in your estimation? I think they're going to be a whole lot more productive, right? Juggling a lot of different brands, you know, a lot of different offers. I would think that they are now going to, you know, it's going to take a lot less time to stand up new campaigns, mm. to write new content across all of the channels that they need to actually execute for their client across email, across their, you know, paid advertising, you know, new landing pages. That time should be drastically reduced in the time it actually takes them to create all of the collateral that they need for a new campaign, which is awesome. That means they can take on more clients probably. Yeah. Um, I think that's wonderful news for an agency. Uh, it's gonna take them a lot less time to really stand up a lot of these pieces. I also think for marketers in general in digital marketing, we should all get better at our job. I think a lot of what outside of this just generative content, I really hope there's a lot coming for kind of smarter predictive recommendations, things that can be taking all of the data and things that we know about our performance in different channels, paired with the generative side, and really start making some recommendations about who you should be sending to or not sending to or not targeting. I think that's going to be a, the next step. Probably, you know, this is all moving so quickly, who knows, like tomorrow. Right. Uh, really, you know, outside of this generation period, it's going to be a lot smarter, I think, in the way that we segment, target, and, you know, locate folks or adjust our existing strategy based on what, you know, an AI tool can actually make some probably super smart recommendations using, you know, a lot of data analysis that just previously wasn't available to us or we didn't know how to do. So what is, what is the interface between um, AI and big data? So you, you you talked about gen, the generative side, and you also talked about the predictive side. So it seems like, okay, where do they intersect? And how do you use that intersection, you know, to make you better at what yeah, you do? Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, a lot of times with, in particular with, you know, smaller, you know, organizations, you know, solopreneurs, we, unfortunately, a lot of the aspects of big data aren't always going to be uh, at your disposal right. just because you don't have enough volume mm -hmm. but for a lot of folks you know and, and other organizations you do and really what i have thought and have seen you know people smartly summarize kind of the value that you're going to get from big value from big data is really like it's volume velocity and variety is what then helps you you know improve the personalization of your communications it improves predictability and it improves your precision so those kind of three Vs, volume, velocity, variety, helps then drive a lot of improvements in 
personalization because you can actually have more demographic data, more specific data about your email subscribers or generally your online audience uh, to, mm -hmm. to better personalize the content that you're sending particular people, the data points that you have access to, right. to either embed in your messaging or simply dictate how you target folks as well. And then the other piece I mentioned about where, you know, it seems like AI is going to be headed, this combination of generative AI and then the predictive tool to mm -hmm. actually use all of this data. If it's about your customers, all of their previous purchase data, mapping to similar customers with similar mm -hmm. demographics, all kind of, you know, wrapped up into a piece of a recommendation on what they right. should purchase next or check out next in the generative AI piece already spinning up a proposed landing page that that you should actually be, you know, sending traffic this particular, you know, segment of your audience to. So that's really where I see a big intersection coming together of recommendations on who should see what and when, and then the generative piece, and here's the landing page mm -hmm. and email that you should send, you know, that's going to, I think, change so much of the game in terms of the time it takes to get the insights that you need, which previously you had to do quite a bit of digging to really get the insights and make those decisions. Now it should be put forth to you like, hey, my this AI brain's like, you should be doing this. Mm -hmm. Validate that and you should send them this. The content's already ready. And so that's awesome. And then the, you know, precision is, is kind of similar to personalization. You can just be even more targeted. If you have more data, to be able to, you know, bring together who your audience is, because it really just is a fuller picture of who these human beings are that you're looking to target online and just make smarter decisions based on what it is you're offering um, to, you know, execute a, a more probably effective digital right. marketing campaign. Yeah. I mean, infinitely more effective. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's a big leap from, you know, you talked about moving from the personalization to precision, you know, I mean, I can personalize my audience by saying, okay, here's the demographic, here's where they live, here's what they do. Yeah. But I mean, if you, if you want to really drill down, what have they bought in the last six months? You exactly. know, how are they using their disposable income? Not just, do they have it, yeah. you know, that type of thing. So yeah, exactly. It is, yeah. Um, exactly. it is such an interesting, I guess, space right now. And I, you know, I feel so inadequate to be even able to discuss it because I'm thinking, you know, the things we talk about today are obsolete tomorrow, you know, almost True. that, that, that whole idea, but the way you describe the model, you know, I think we tend to think almost in linear terms, like, okay, yeah, it's, it can tell us what we need to do. Then it can generate the content to kind of fill, fill that need, but it really is more of a flywheel model. And it? it's more of a circular you know, process, I, I almost think back of the old MVP model, you know, that, that it was just kind of this rinse and repeat, you know, right. but, but it continually gets larger as it grows like a snowball rolling down the hill, you know, right. So yeah. unpack that just a little bit. Sure. I mean, I think, and really it's, it's similar to how this language model continues to get better and smarter as more people use it and input more data into the model. Mm -hmm. So it's similar to that with, with your own campaigns, right? It, it's all based on the performance and what people are engaging in that will just help to continue to fine tune what you're sending and who you're sending it to. So it's a, it's a learning every single time you execute, uh, you know, a new yeah. piece of a, a new campaign, right? On what, who engaged with what, and how will that then dictate what you're going to do next, your next campaign. So I think in, in that way, it's very similar to that 
flywheel in that you just keep getting smarter and better. Mm -hmm. And the good news that, you know, as these AI tools become more accessible, um, you know, to, to everyday folks, everyday marketers, it's not now or soon, it won't be your full responsibility to spot those opportunities. Mm -hmm. The AI will make those recommendations. Hey, here's based point. on this past performance. Here's how we should change the next one. It's all already set up for you also, you know, mm -hmm. like that, that's going to be the big change. Whereas now we have to, you know, really reactively go seek out how our last campaign did sit on it, think about what we're going to change, then modify all of our assets and our targeting. And I think now it's just going to be able to be a lot smoother and faster process to iterate and improve. I mean, it's the ultimate AB test. You know, it's like, yeah. it's saying, okay, I, I figured out that B is a lot more effective than A, so I'm going to double down, you know, and it's, yeah. I think that's the, that that's kind of in my mind, kind of the increasing flywheel idea was that if, if I know my marketing dollars are going to be a lot more effective, you yeah. know, in that specific realm, I'm going to double down. I'm, you know, I, I know that that roulette wheel keeps landing on red. I'm going to start, you know, increasing the bet, you know, in that space right. a little bit. So, yeah. If you were if you were talking to marketing agency owners about just AI tools out there, what are one or two tools that you think you really do need to to get a you know get your mind around these tools? And these would be you know very helpful, very effective in helping you run your agency. What are one or two that just come to mind? Sure. I mean, you know, previously before Chat GPT, you know, it was something like WordTune, right? I mean, it was just like anybody that's not running their first round of copy through, you know, an AI enhanced, you know, copywriting tool, you most definitely should do so, you know. Right. Uh, so definitely, you know, I have to just join the sea of voices that just, if you're not yet using chat GPT to be smarter about generating new content ideas, mm -hmm. new campaign ideas to put really smart prompts and inputs in there about, you know, new campaign ideas, new content topic ideas uh, before you're pitching a new client, like you're missing out. Definitely. Mm -hmm. If you're pitching a new client and you have some basic details um, about them and you're not first, you know, spinning up your pitch and then fine tuning it, that's definitely a, a big, big missed opportunity, I would say for sure. But then right. also then, uh, you know, Microsoft's answer to this, you know, the, the Bing tool, uh, mm -hmm. The Bing AI tool is also super cool because it actually has access to the internet. So chat GPT, right, is not like have access to search the web. So, um, you know, <laughs> exactly, not yet. But now I just open, you know, I, I've downloaded, you know, Microsoft Edge browser, which I never imagined I would do mm -hmm. simply to get access to, to the Bing chat so that I can now have it look things up for me online in addition to providing similar you know, chat responses um, to my queries as chat GPT. So that's also super helpful. And it saved a lot of time in my research whenever I need to find citations or I'm looking up uh, a particular metric and a report that I want to be able to surface for some of our communications. Right. Now that tool has greatly saved me time. And I would imagine for an agency, just depending on all the types of collateral and, you know, pieces of content you're needing to create for your clients, it's also changed the game. So if you have not yet downloaded Microsoft Edge to use the, uh, you know, Bing AI tool, I would highly recommend that as well. What about in the data side? That's not my big foray. So, you know, like it depends on, I guess, what, what you need or, you know, mean, but for my direct day-to-day -day product marketing needs, um, it, it's all on research content execution mm -hmm. and pretty much internal 
internal. Yeah, the data. What you're using is pretty much internal data or is this just industry data? What what are you relying on? Yeah, like industry research data. Cause you know, right. I'm definitely not plugging in and definitely no mark no no person should plug in any, you know, industry like any of your own company data into these tools because no, you don't no, no, no. I meant an analyzing your data in internally for just historical, like you know, purchasing and, and the just what what is your market done? What what is is there? um you know proclivities i guess so to speak right. you know, yeah those type of thing. not not that you're no i'm not talking about exploiting it in. Yeah, yeah 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 sure i mean yeah like you know we have our own internal teams our own internal data analysts you know analysts right. that turn you know, turn through all the data that 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 our customers generate and their adoption data and their usage data and how yeah. our customers emails are performing with their own subscribers um so yeah we have our own like internal analysts and solutions that are using a myriad uh, of reporting mechanisms that, that they need to kind of get a lot of interesting insights. And we have our own kind of smart machine learning tools, I would say, mm -hmm. related to what our customers actually can utilize for some of the, you know, send time optimization and things like that for their emails. Right. It's quite a, quite a lot going on externally and internally. It is it is always the case. And I, you know, I know that the Get Response is very much focused kind of on the email side of things, but what is... In your in your estimation, what is email 2.0 going to look like? You know, I mean, is this, this has been such a standard, such a staple, you know, in in uh, in our lives since I, mean, I think back probably what early 90s. Yeah. You know, that you may have may have had your first email address and, and used that, but it's remained relatively unchanged since then. So yeah, it's interesting to see. Yeah, you know, and it's it's some things that are really kind of going to be dependent on, on each email marketer, right. And each general marketer themselves on how they combine or pair email marketing with other channels, other communication channels. You know, there's omni channel marketing solutions out there where people, you know, look to do really robust marketing campaigns that, you know, combine the intersection of email and when SMS marketing picks it up and, you know, how that reflects on what you see on the website. Right. So you can get super advanced with, the role that email plays in your entire, let's say, you know, lead and customer journey. There's so many interplays between the existing channels that we have that really that email 2.0 is for the majority of, of marketers and folks who really aren't yet leveraging or figuring out the best way to pair and enhance their email marketing strategy with the other channels that they have, right? None of these channels are, are powerhouses or the end all be all for Right. a marketing channel that you can use. There's not just one, right? It depends. And so really the email marketing 2.0 is really making sure that you are leveraging the power of that and enhancing it with the other channels that are effective for your particular audience and offering. But then for the next steps, right? Of like really what what's next for the email world, it's hard to say these days. I mean, I don't know. I think for email marketers, it's gonna be the speed in which we can you know, execute smarter campaigns, like we've already talked about the content. Right. I think email remains essential. We're all gonna continue having email addresses. We're all mm -hmm. gonna continue being marketed to. And so really it's just about being smart with the tools you have, keeping up with the technology as it moves quite quickly and knowing your audience the best to really stand out in inboxes and actually get the engagement you're looking for. Um, like, and it's really sometimes these tried and true foundational things that we all kind of know, I think, remain consistently valuable 
even as the years tick on and we get new technology, I feel like it's all really to just enhance what is the core of what we all should be doing from the start, really knowing our customers, really focusing on giving them relevant, personalized content. And now it's your responsibility as a good marketer to start, you know, acquiring or learning about the technology that will help you do that. It's a, and there's an interesting parallel, I think, between email and like web browsers, you know, I mean, you think back of the, the early days of AltaVista and AOL, and I mean, it, it's relatively unchanged, you know, to today. It's just, you know, an infinitely larger amount of information that you have right. access to, but it's virtually right. a search engine, you know, and it still looks similar to you know, those, yeah, those yeah. Know, enter your, your query in this one line in the middle of the page and, you know, hear all the results right. pop up. So it's, it is, right. it is interesting to, uh, to think about and, as I as I think about the tool itself, uh, get response. How how can that tool interface? If I'm running a marketing agency, how does that interface with with my agency? Is it could it be white labeled? Is there an affiliate relationship or is there a partnership? Is this you know is this a tool that I can embed in my list of services? What what does it look like? What does that intersection look like? Yeah, well, just the shortest answer is yes to all above uh, <laughs> to, to get into the nitty gritty. Um, indeed, indeed, there's white label solutions. We've got, you know, depending on the volume um, and, in you know, your kind of deliverability requirements or having your own dedicated, you know, sending IP address that's all available. Definitely have a big, uh, super strong, robust affiliate and partner program as well um, to really get, you know, folks to, to sign up and join you and you can kind of get get some referrals uh, or, you know, credits towards your account toward that as well. And then, you know, a lot of ways in which you can manage the users of your account to set up different, you know, user and sub-user accesses, depending on who's managing different, um, you know, clients or different brands uh, within your agency as well. And so it's super helpful in that, you know, with GetResponse, you can really capture the, you know, subscription process, you know, the landing pages to actually, you know, where you're going to be directing traffic, capturing email addresses that flow directly then into how you actually then start nurturing and engaging folks with, with the emails that they should receive after they sign up. And then there's, you know, different communication channels to continue your engagement with the, with the contacts that join the list, depending on what each, you know, client uh, of the agency is looking to do. If they like to run webinars, if they have online events that then you, you, you keep within the GetResponse ecosystem, if, you know, you want to start embedding more website experiences for website visitors with web push, or you actually do want to send SMS, you know, messages to, to folks who join your list. You know, it just depends on further what channels uh, of communication are going to work best for each of your brands or each of the clients that you have in your agency. But a big benefit is really keeping these things within a singular platform that you can then use to report on the results, you know, it's easy to log in. It's easy to use. It's, you know, drag and drop. There's not, you know, a lot of advanced knowledge that that's needed to stand this up. So it also should be a helpful what start. A, an amazing answer. You know, <laughs> I ask you a, a $50,000 question and you, you give me a, the comprehensive response. I mean, this lady knows what she's talking about you know, <laughs> as far as get response is concerned. And I, uh, I, man, what a way to kind of wrap that segment up, but just uh, how it, it can truly interface with, you know, the, the listeners of our, our podcast. But as we, yeah. as we transition kind of in our, uh, the final stage of our chat here today, it's, uh, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. These are our rapid fire questions. And you, you may think these are kind of crazy. It's just disparate 
questions here, but uh, sure. there's a method to the madness here, but just answer them just quickly, just right off the cuff. No thought, just, just here, okay. here we go. So did you get along with your parents growing up? <laughs> uh, yes, I was a very, very well-behaved child. Yes. Were you, the, were you the oldest child? I was the youngest, oh. but very type A, straight A student, <laughs> you know, always before, before curfew. Yeah. There you go. Did you have siblings? You yes, I have that? an older brother. Yeah, yeah, I have an older brother. Uh, did you have or do you have a pet currently? Yes, I always have and do currently. Yes. Dog, cat? A dog. Bird. I love all animals, but definitely in particular dogs. Children? No children. What time do you wake up in the morning? Between 6 and 6.30. And first thing out of the shoot is go exercise somewhere or what's the, what's the routine look like? On a good day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a few days a week, it's, it's, it's heading to the gym. Uh, and then other days it is just, you know, opening my Slack company, you know, chat and a little bit too early to catch up on everything that's been going on. For sure. And what time do you go to bed? Uh, between 10.30 and 11. An ideal vacation spot in the world. No money's no object. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I would definitely say somewhere with mountains, you know, uh, any, any amazing mountain, the Alps, uh, definitely were, were cool uh, to see. And I would love to go back. I want to ask you one thing. I told you I was going to circle back to this is, uh, we, we talked about a little earlier, the, the whole idea of marketing the product versus, you know, with, with, uh, integrity, you know, with the whole idea of how do you, how do you help the credibility of marketers as a whole? You know, what, what would you suggest that people do? Does it, you kind of understand the question? Sure. You know, I, I believe. You, how so. do you move it yeah. from the used car salesman to, yeah, we're actually providing a, a valuable service here. How do you, how sure. do you help that overall? Sure. Yeah. And it, it's the same base of, of what I try to do as a product marketer who's, who's marketing a product like GetResponse. And then when, you know, speaking with customers and, and trying to, you know, advise next steps for their own businesses, it's really considering the problem that you are solving for, for folks with, with the offer that you have, whether that's your knowledge, whether that's your piece of technology, that's the service that you're offering, what problem are you solving? And that, that kind of builds integrity into your marketing and your strategy, mm -hmm. right? So you're there to solve a problem. And if you know people are, you know, mainly motivated themselves by finding solutions to their own problems, and that's really what will actually move the needle and right. getting results that you're after, it's really built in. So you might as well start from a place of problem solving for mm. your target audience, because that's really actually what works the best and what motivates people to actually acquire those solutions that they're after. So yeah, it really doesn't work the other way to really only promote yourself uh, if it's not built in with the ways in which you're looking to solve problems for others. And so uh, I would say definitely, thankfully, it's the most effective way people are motivated by solving, finding you know, solutions for their problems. So you should build that in. And then that's also just a way to be a good person in this world is to just, you know, help others with their problems. Right. I, I mean, I, I think that is absolutely true. And I think that has come through not just the, your, your loyalty to get response, but I think even in your, you know, other chats that I was looking at that you were, you know, interviews you had done that comes through in, in your recommendations that comes through in, you know, the, the information you were sharing was, you know, you really do need to be a person that is adding value by solving problems versus yeah. I'm just trying to sell you my stuff. 
I mean, for sure. Exactly. That will only go so that's far. A short-lived, short-lived strategy, isn't it? For sure. <laughs> for sure. Indeed. Indeed. Well, Abby, it has been a true pleasure to have you on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on the show and sharing your expertise and insights. Tell people what's the best way to connect with Get Response or to, or to connect with Abby. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Abby Heeman. Uh, I would definitely, you know, love to connect and, and, and help any way I can. Uh, Get Response also highly recommend checking out. Our team does amazing work with a ton of educational value-driven content on YouTube. Uh, you can find Get Response on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. We've got a really, really um, strong emphasis on uh, helpful videos and content that will help marketers, um, you know, learn about new trends and, you know, the tools that they need to, to be successful. So definitely recommend checking that out. Abby, thank you again. I appreciate you coming on the Marketing Umbrella podcast. And as a marketing expert, just sharing your insights to help marketing agencies grow and scale their marketing agencies. Abby, have a great week. Thanks a lot. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode of the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we provide the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. To learn more, go to UmbrellaUS.com.